Welcome back to the Talking Chop podcast brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. This week, we're joined by Anna Erickson of JLL Real Estate and Kaylee Chaplo of Risk Genius. Thanks for being with us this week, guys. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, well, COVID continues to throw a wrench uh, at 2020 in the NFL season. The Chiefs survived a weird week of hmm. uh, QB yeah. changes, schedule yep. changes, all that. Uh, it wasn't very pretty, but we got the job done. The Chiefs moved to uh, the first team in NFL history uh, to have to start four consecutive seasons at 4-0. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get into some of those fun stats uh, along with our uh, – recap of the game um, and a conversation actually about talking chop in the workplace uh, and then our week five Raiders preview as well but before we get into all that as always we're bringing you our positions of the week brought to you by chief of staff KC your local trusted talent scouts we're a recruiting firm in Brookside and we'll get you the best accounting finance admin ops sales marketing and HR talent Kansas City has to offer so Lucas what do you got for us this week yep if you could take a guess Accounting and finance, crazy, you got it. Uh, we're here for our fifth week, and I'm going after a senior accountant, uh, specifically on the Kansas side. Um, public accountants, still searching. You can get out before busy season. It's right around the corner. Um, you know, this is a phenomenal catapult to your career trajectory, and, you know, compensation benefits are all going to align. Two to four years of experience is preferred. If you're outside that range, don't worry about it. I still would love to talk to you about the market, kind of how everything's been panning out. Um, you know, but for this specific position, I believe they have uh, paid personal trainers. Uh, yep. They have a wellness program, uh, great retirement, and overall compensation package. So cool. it's, it's really exciting, and give me a shout. Awesome. Yeah, and on the HR ops and sales side, uh, we have a sales engineer actually located in Kansas City now uh, with the same client that we had one in Springfield. Um, they're looking for a recent college grad uh, with an engineering degree or, or someone with an engineering experience um, that is kind of ready to move into more of a business development sales role. Uh, and then we also have a total rewards manager position available in the Topeka, Kansas area. Uh, so if you know anyone looking for a high level HR position uh, in the Kansas or maybe south of Olathe and would be okay with the commute, uh, seven to 10 years of experience, more of a strategic uh, high level role uh, than day to day. But yeah, those are your positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff Casey. Excellent. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us. I know you guys are excited to be here. We're excited to have a better perspective into what each of you guys do personally. So without further ado, we'd love a quick background uh, into what you do at JL on a and what you do, Kaylee, at Risk Genius. So whoever would like to start first, maybe we'll have you go first, Kaylee, since we have a topic we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah sure. So thanks for having us. Um, also, I've noticed some new decor you guys have over there. It looks yeah. really good. Um, we're excited to be here. So I work at Risk Genius. We're an AI SaaS-based solution for the insurance industry. So we have machine learning and algorithms, um, and we break down insurance forms so that people can um, compare those and understand those. And my role in business development is to get to know our prospects, our clients, figure out what their needs are, and then, uh, you know, see if we can help and our software can be a good fit for them. Sure. Awesome. Great. Thanks. How about yourself, Ana? So I work in commercial real estate on the office side of the world. And uh, more specifically, I work on the tenant representation side. So as companies are expanding, contracting, renewing leases, relocating their offices, buying their office, all of the above, that's sure. what I work with. Uh, on office real estate on the brokerage side excellent yeah well Ani, i wanted to give you a quick shout out congratulations on being named one of uh kansas city business journal's next gen leaders in 2020 that's awesome uh congrats on all your hard work Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so as you look like uh look back at the last six months during covid uh and you're looking forward um 
I guess to the future of your industry mm-hmm. being, you know, pretty severely impacted by COVID. Um, you know, what do you kind of see, uh, or I guess, how do you see your industry adjusting moving forward in the commercial real estate space? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, undoubtedly we have definitely been impacted and we're right in the heart of really kind of the largest work from home experiment right. that we've really ever had. And mm-hmm. so um, as of now, it's interesting because I actually expect that we're probably uh, we're still in the thick of it, and I would also expect that we're probably a good three to five years out from like really knowing mm-hmm. what this is going to do or how this is going to play out from mm-hmm. like occupancy planning strategies or work from home corporate policies or um, kind of how maybe headquarters might decentralize locations. So right. there's a, there's a lot out there that we are gonna. It's a wait and see, to right. see how mm-hmm. companies respond, but. I mean, right now, what we do know to be true is that at the end of the day, I think all companies now look at their real estate uh, a little bit less binary from mm-hmm. a you have to be in the office or you are fully work from right. home. And I think some hybrid mix moving forward is going to happen as we all Definitely. probably are experiencing today sure. yeah. in our offices. Um, I, I think technology has definitely been the other piece that's been forced upon everybody yep. to adapt, and that's not going to slow down. Right. Um, and I would say the other biggest piece right now that we're all just experiencing in our world is how companies are going to respond to their office environment when it comes to employee attraction mm-hmm. and retention. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, I mean, in real oh, estate, yeah. that's actually one of the driving decision makers often in real estate. Right. And um, how and where people work is going to be a big role to play yeah. in uh, companies retaining their staff. So we'll yeah. see. So how does that change like your like personal day-to-day or outlook at all has uh, I mean are you do you have to get in front of clients and kind of talk about that in advance or I, I guess just kind of walk us through yeah that. I'd say on the day-to-day the biggest shift has been a lot of times because we're in an unknown time period a lot of companies if they're not forced to make a decision they're likely not going to right. from a transaction standpoint and so they're likely to push that out if they can and so then on the reverse is both with clients and prospects and mm-hmm. really any company right now I would say we are having day after day conversations of like, what are we seeing? What are we seeing from large corporate clients mm-hmm. to mom and pop shops? What are the trends? What are people saying? And really just a lot of fact finding of yeah. what we see to keep them apprised as they're trying to make internal decisions. And so those conversations have taken up a lot more of my day on a day to day basis than usually when companies prep pretty much their real estate strategy set and so mm-hmm. i think that's really fun actually i really enjoy yep. that side of our world so awesome good deal uh well speaking of fun kaylee it was recently announced that your company risk genius was uh recently acquired by an ohio-based commercial insurance company uh bolt penguin uh first off that's got to be very exciting to be a part of uh you know at such a young age and in, in the role that you have uh, but uh, second, can you kind of describe how that affects your job specifically moving forward, going through an acquisition and, uh, you know, working with a, a whole new company? Yeah, it's definitely so exciting. It's been a crazy week, that's for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually funny. I was I was meeting with a mentor about six months ago and she was like, hey, who do you know in the insure tech space? You like this is where you want to be. Um, it's really important. You're a startup. You have to network and be strategic in who you're meeting with um, and making sure you're meeting other sales professionals that work at InsureTechs that line up with yours, you know, both culturally and strategically. So I actually met some of the Bold Penguin guys and networked with them back in the summer. And, uh, you know, full circle, they came and acquired us 
So it was really networking there full circle. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what that means, so both Penguin and Risk Genius, our products uh, are complementary of one another. So they don't overlap, right. which is great. So we mm -hmm. can operate operate our platforms and, and keep going both as Risk Genius and Bold Penguin. Uh, for my job specifically, I get to keep selling. So yeah. I get to keep working with prospects and clients and um, you know selling Risk Genius, which I'm really excited about. And we will you know partner with Bold Penguin on our product roadmap. So we'll right. work with them to increase the velocity of the features that are being released on our platform. So honestly, it's a win-win situation. I'm super pumped and I honestly can't think of a better company that um, that I would want to buy us rather than Bold Penguin. Nice. Wow, that's, that's phenomenal. I love to hear, you can hear the passion behind the product, yeah. which yeah. is always <laughs> exciting yeah. to see. Um, you guys have seen this already. We talked briefly before the show about it, but the first down, the sack, or the Hail Mary question, you knew yeah. it was coming. So um, with that being said, I'll let you take it first. First down would be a, a small victory that led to maybe sequential more yep. victories right down yep. the road. Um, sack being a slight setback, could be a botched snap, we've joked about that prior, and then yep. a Hail Mary, uh, a large lofty goal that you guys have in mind for each. So we'll start with your first down. Sure, yeah, so this is my favorite part of the segment. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Talk and Shop podcast. Appreciate um, it. <laughs> my first down, I would say the perseverance of being at a startup and going to that touchdown, that, mm -hmm. that acquisition. You know, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to partner with Bold Penguin to leverage technology in the insurance, insurance space. Um, being at a startup is not always glamorous. So, mm -hmm. you know, I remember my first day, I had to build my desk stand. I was like, I'm not an engineer. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so being acquired by a company like Bold Penguin really gives us you know, the opportunity to focus on our clients and drive value and not have to worry so much about keeping the doors open or staying right. afloat. So right. that's probably my first down. That's great. Yeah. What's next? Yeah, uh, okay. Ane, oh. why don't you give us a first down? We'll go back. I like oh, that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'd say my first down would be, you mentioned it. I mean, I, I would say my recent one would be last week with NextGen. It's just fun to be nominated yeah. by peers. And so awesome. I'll Congrats. take that. There you go. Perfect. All right, sack. So slight setback doesn't have to be extremely detrimental, but something that you had to overcome recently. Yeah, so I would say this is more like, I mean, crossover between business and personal life, but sure. um, learning to say no. So yeah. that's been really hard for me. Um, there's tons of opportunities out there and learning to commit myself to things that are beneficial, not just things that I feel obligated to commit to. Sure. Um, so Warren Buffett says it well, like the difference between a doer and a dreamer is the ability to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm learning the hard way through this season that if you don't, it can be really uh, fatiguing and you can you can risk mm -hmm. the the fear of you know getting burnt out so right. I'm trying to take a step back and take 24 hours to sit on requests and really <laughs> process because the the passion in me wants to say yes to every opportunity so right. that's definitely um, I would say my my sack or my setback sure that's great that's a really good one and not to echo and have to but uh, no <laughs> um, an inch I would say would from a sack of just kind of setbacks right now sure. in the market I would say in real estate so I'm always working with companies to put them in their space. Okay. Um, if for some reason they don't need their office space in the future, then they likely will sublease it or we strategize how to get them out of their lease obligation. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's just been a setback and just kind of a bummer to watch is we have had in Kansas City over 300,000 square feet of sublease come to market just since COVID. And some of that isn't because of hardship, but a decent amount of it obviously part sure. of it will be and is sure. and so that's uh kind of working with our clients to help mitigate the financial challenges of that yeah. and it's it's just a, it's a bummer sometimes to watch that yeah in the degree that it's happening because yeah. of covid nationwide and honestly we're probably better than most cities but um that's sure. definitely been a setback watching the clients you work with yeah. struggle i can only imagine oh, thanks for sharing that and then now the patrick mahomes hail mary right so lofty goal uh, do we have one from each of you 
Sure, I'll go first. So I would say to get every insurance company in the country using Risk Genius. I'm really passionate about what we're doing. Um, what we're doing is really transformative, and I want to work on making sure I can articulate that value to my prospects and our clients. Um, so that's definitely something that I want to work on, um, and you know, doing and providing a, a positive, disruptive change in the insurance yeah. industry. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. And my my goal for the year would be I am at the. Uh, five yard line for finishing my CCIM accreditation, which nice. is in the real estate world. It's a professional um, accreditation that's important and valuable. Mm-hmm. And I am right there at the end to then study for my exams and be done. There so I'm go. looking forward to being done with that. <laughs> all right. Well, yep. beautiful. I appreciate all of that insight into both, you know, your careers and also industries. I know that is really, you know, insightful for a lot of people who watch this show as well that may have heard of the companies, but didn't necessarily know what they did and in what mm-hmm. capacity. So, um, you know, best wishes to both of you moving forward and in, in all your future endeavors. And, and now we'll kind of transition on over. Yeah. This is going to be, I'll let you take the wheel, actually. Cool, Go cool. So as we start to chop it up, well, Kaylee, um, you know, you, after seeing a, fir- a couple of first episodes of the, the podcast, you reached out to me with a really cool idea uh, about having an episode focused on, like, the female perspective of, you know, using football in the workplace. Um, and typically, football is kind of a male-dominated sport, uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. And you can uh, really use uh, your knowledge of football and uh, just sports in general to kind of uh, you're at to your advantage in the business development side of things. So, um, as, as we kind of chop it up, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, before we get into that, just wanted to kind of recap the Patriots game. Um, and uh, I guess every every week we let our guests have the first take. So, um, with that, ladies, time is yours. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. So a few thoughts. First, I was surprised to see the Patriots come out so strong, especially with the day that they had. But um, Belichick, he's a super coach. He came prepared. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Um, The second thing is, you know, historically, the Patriots and specifically Tom Brady, he's always gotten some favorable, questionable calls. So it's good to see the the refs uh, give Patrick Mahomes some love. Um, I would say in general, too, offensively, we looked a little flat. I think we all felt that. Um, I was nervous mm-hmm. Mahomes was going to throw his first pick of the season. He didn't. <laughs> Three different times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was good. I was holding my breath. Um, defensively, I thought we looked really good, you know, especially with Chris Jones being out uh, with his groin injury. I was a little bit yeah. nervous. But, um, you know, we, we stepped into the plate, and the defense helped carry the day. So Sure. Hell of a first take, Kaylee. Yeah. Love it. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> I, what about you? Um, I mean, the game was not the most exciting game we've had by any means. Uh, but I must say, looking at this game, I was excited to see us win on the backs of our defense mm-hmm. from a standpoint of just they came out, they performed, they really held yes. uh, the mm-hmm. game, and that's without Chris Jones. And so that's right, I think that's exciting. And at the end of the day, we know we have an elite offense, and to see the defense come up, I think this is probably the most complete team we've had in the Mahomes era, and I think it's – Games like that yeah. aren't the most fun to watch, but they are yeah. exciting, I think. You love to see the momentum from last year, from the Super Bowl win come over, and, and all these teams after the first, second, third, fourth week, they're saying that we look vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. We look vulnerable? No. If anything, like you had stated, any facet could step up at any time. So I thought that was one of my takeaways is yeah. Mahomes is flat. Defense stepped up. Next week, maybe we get some special teams action going, mm-hmm. right? And then just the whole idea of COVID kind of throwing everything off. Cam Newton, you know, being out. Yeah. You hear about some of these tests coming out lately. I know that's all anyone can talk about right now is all the, yeah. the Titans, yes. the Patriots, mm-hmm. the Sealers, all that. All their uh, I guess tests, the, so. the Titans we're gonna have to just banish them from the NFL yeah. maybe because right now <laughs> yeah. they have so many positive tests. Chaos is honestly becoming part of the norm in the league, and you mm-hmm. know everyone's gonna have to be flexible. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And and then the offense, yet another slow start. I truly think that. 
Maybe Pat was a little flustered. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's, he seemed to be off his game. To me, it's Bill. Like, um, I, I think the three worst stat uh, line career games that Mahomes has had has all been against the Patriots. Correct. So no. he clearly knows how to throw him off his game and mm -hmm. how to disguise looks. Like, they were only really rushing three or four at a time. Mm -hmm. They weren't even blitzing him because he tore apart the Ravens the week before. So I think it was just Bill. Um, sure. And one of the things that I want to highlight is, you know, we haven't played a complete game this year. I don't think we've fired on all cylinders other than maybe no. that Ravens game, but still, you know, our special teams are off. And so yeah. um, I'm excited to see us, uh, you know, come out full force. I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Raiders game coming up, but I think we'll put it together and take it to them as a, our bitter rival, the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Well, injuries from week four around the league in the game. Chris Jones was out with that groin injury. We should be getting him back. Yeah, you know, I think out. it was more of a rest yes. than anything. So uh, I completely agree with you. And then Mike Dana out with a hammy injury in the second corner quarter. Um, but everybody else, I believe, came out untouched. So yeah. all positives there. Right. Um, I think we're going to go to your question now, right? Yeah, so, I mean, rather than getting into our fantasy football picks like we yeah. typically do at this point uh, in the podcast, uh, again, kind of wanted to bring Kaylee's point up and, and just kind of open up for conversation um, just about your perspective of um, kind of football and business and, and what you typically see. Kaylee, you, you uh, sh showed me an email where it came in uh, complete advantage on your end, um, just kind of incorporating football into that. But uh, can you kind of just walk us through, um, you know, one, your opinion of it, and then two, what do you see? Um, you know, in your day to day with it. Throughout yeah. The ball. Yeah. So I brought this to you, Emerson, because I feel like women, it's not that we don't know. It's just we're a little bit uncomfortable or scared to use sports in our, you know, connection toolbox per se. So mm -hmm. it's definitely been something that has helped me with my clients and prospects. I really feel like sports is the biggest unifier across all generations. And that's where I feel like the advantage comes in for a woman is, hey, use this to your advantage, connect with generations. Uh, my experience, you know, I'm in sales. I'm a young, diverse woman um, in the insurance industry, which is very, you know, male dominated. So min most of my prospects are, you know, white male boomers. So it gives us, <laughs> it gives me the opportunity <laughs> to it. have something to talk to them about yeah. and break the ice and everyone loves to talk about sports and there's this passion that comes you know with supporting your mm -hmm. home team and um, talking about rivalries and you know the banter and, right. and remembering or talking about hey your stadium looks really cool or whatever not this week not the Raiders yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean so yeah. it's been really it's been a really powerful tool for me and it just took it I mean I feel like I've grown up around sports and knowing football but it just it took me getting the confidence in myself to be able to talk about it with prospects and clients yeah sure so on a throughout your career in real estate um, how have you incorporated and found success using football and, and, and utilizing that as a topic of conversation? Yeah. It's an interesting question and point. Um, and I think at the end of the day, when you're creating relationships, creating friends, and obviously in business development or sales, when you really intentionally are making connections with people, the more diverse a person is in what they do, what they like, what they're knowledgeable about, it's just those are all tools to then connect with other people um, and have common ground. And I think sure. in Kansas City, we are just such a sports town and mm -hmm. it runs in our blood and people, mm -hmm. I mean, we love our sports and we oh, love yeah. our Chiefs even more in the last few years, obviously. And I think that at the end of the day, this is just, it's an, it's an obvious topic that everybody wants and likes talking about because it's a yeah. source of pride for yeah. our city. And so um, I just think that that's a given a given topic that everybody yeah. seems to want to talk about. So. And I, I think, like, to your point about, you know, this city kind of bleeding red mm -hmm. in the fall and, uh, you know, supporting the Royals in the spring, mm -hmm. I mean, 
with Mahomes now and this young core of nucleus, this championship team we yeah. have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going anywhere, no. right? Uh, we're exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to keep rising. Yeah, and so uh, it's a lot better to talk about it when you're winning um, <laughs> when you, versus a 2-14 and 14 year yeah. um, or terrible defenses, Bob Sutton, like all that. Uh, I, I thought we weren't going to say his name. Yeah, no, I, podcast, I got man. to, I got to. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you can go ahead. Sure. Uh, so with that being said, are there any bits of like information or, or resources that we can help provide to assist with besides this podcast, of course, right? Uh, that's going to be the number one tool. Uh, <laughs> but anything else that we can help bring to the table to assist with those conversations? Yeah. Yeah, I can start. So first off, don't underrate this podcast. I love this podcast. So all the ladies out there subscribe because... <laughs> Um, the business portion is really awesome. And then the talking shop, I've learned so much from you guys, you know, on the history of the organization and the stats you guys present are so interesting and relevant and the decor. I mean, you can't beat it. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Shout yeah. out Justin for the talking shop uh, there sign there. But. Yeah. So besides this awesome podcast, I would say um, there's a podcast I like called Daily Sports Minute by Larry Brown. Nice. Um, it's two minutes. And okay. so I listen to it while I get ready, which is, you know, great. Um, and they talk about highlights, games, wins and losses, mm-hmm. and they cover a wide variety of sports. So I don't know anything about hockey, and I've learned some stuff on that podcast. He also has a newsletter, too, so that's been really helpful. And then a couple other things. You know, watching the games has been really helpful and paying attention to the announcers. Like, Romo and Nance are a couple of my favorite. They give Mm. good history and and commentary, and it's it's surprising how much you soak in just watching the game. Um, And then the last thing I would say is just practice articulating your thoughts. So, you know – Guys, are you, you're doing this in your day-to-day conversations, and I would say women, we just maybe aren't as much. So it's just getting comfortable with talking about it um, and practicing the lingo, and a big way to do that is practice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Anna, any uh, tips, resources, how we could be of value? I think you guys do a great job with this podcast, and I think the more you just get it out there and get it in front of people, I agree that it's a great resource to help sure. talking points and just uh, up-to-dates mm-hmm. on the game. But I think at the end of the day, making sure you're in front of your TV every game and in the stadium when we can be. Yeah. Um, but that's the most that. important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we were talking when we got coffee about like uh, some Instagram things to follow. Like you can follow ESPN, Sports Center, Bleacher Report. Even Barstool Sports has a lot of funny mm-hmm. takes and stuff on that. There's there's different ways that you can, you know, kind of stay in the know and, and stay top of mind as well. So One thing that I will throw out there as we've been talking that kind of mm-hmm. comes to mind that helps me even with, you know, week in, week out with putting this together, right? So go to YouTube, go to the Kansas City Chiefs page, go to mm-hmm. the NFL page. They condense the entire game. Yeah. So if you don't have time to catch the game, you're busy, you're out, you're doing business, you're working – Yep. No one needs to know you didn't watch the game. Go to YouTube, watch that 10-minute segment. You're going to yeah. see all the highlights, all the top plays. Go to the NFL, watch the same thing. And then you can even watch, like, the post-pressers. So if Andy makes a joke, you know, after the, the talking about cheeseburgers, whatever he's going to go eat, then you know that topic that was talked about. Uh, you can utilize that as well. So that, yeah. that came to me just now, but I think that will be could be a good resource. Yeah, and Let It Fly also produces another podcast with BJ Kissel uh, yeah. called Outside the Trenches, and that's, like, the day after they come out pretty timely. So that's another resource as well that yep. comes to mind since we're in their studio. Shout out, let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> Are those videos, Lucas, on YouTube also, the posts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it'll be the NFL uh, YouTube. You can subscribe to that get the notifications right away or the Chiefs page. We'll have like kind of the post pressers for the individual players and coaches. So. Yeah. And those usually come out like right after the game too. Yeah. That's really helpful. That's something I didn't know. And I always miss like all the jokes. I'm like, oh, what? 
You know, I hear it on the radio <laughs> some. That's kind of yeah. where I get that information, but that's sure. really helpful. I'll help with that uh, water cooler talk, right? As they say, <laughs> yeah. so. Well, I don't know if there's much of that going on right now, but yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, as we wrap up here and look forward to week five, um, the Chiefs have a demanding stretch of games coming up, uh, depending on if they play them. Uh, who yeah. the hell knows nowadays? But uh, first, we'll have to travel to Vegas uh, to play the Raiders this Sunday. Uh, but then we'll have to turn around and play the Bills, uh, I guess, as scheduled currently yeah. on Thursday on short notice. So um, this is this tends to be kind of a trap game um, where we're looking forward to the Bills who are undefeated and we kind of overlook the Raiders. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, stay level-headed and uh, take it to them this week. But uh, the Raiders just played the undefeated Bills uh, mm-hmm. while we're on the topic. Uh, they played it pretty close on Sunday, actually. They, they only ended up losing in the fourth quarter to 30-23. Uh, to 23. Um, Josh Allen actually had an injury scare there, um, but he, he carved up the Raiders pretty well to the tune of two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown mm-hmm. uh, with 288 yards in the air. And then Derek Sharp, or Derek Sharp, uh, Derek Carr you looked pretty sharp. You don't have to pronounce sharp. his name correctly, so <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll keep this to that man. Uh, <laughs> Derek Carr looked pretty sharp, though, uh, two touchdowns, and yeah. he has yet to throw an interception this year as well, along with, I think, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes are the only mm-hmm. other two. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we got a tough test coming up. Lucas, what are your keys to victory? Yeah, so Josh Jacobs is like this phenom running back that the Raiders have. So key to victory, number one, cutting the engine. If we take him out, hit him low, he's a a bowling ball in there. He'll bounce off tackles, shed tackles. If we cut that engine early, you know, you're going to force Derek Schmar or Carr to pass, (laughs) and he's going to throw interceptions, and that's what we love to see. Um, Exposing the secondary would be my second point. The Raiders have allowed 120 total points to teams so far, so there's been four games. So, uh, come on, 30 points a game? That's a lot. That's what the Chiefs have. Well, since last game, I've been averaging, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll take that. Uh, the Chiefs, on the contrary, have allowed 70 points to opposing offenses. So expose the secondary, be point two, and then continue playing with grit in all three facets, which we joked about earlier. You haven't seen the special teams really come alive. We let the Ravens run it back on us, which was not fun to mm-hmm. the wind out of our sails. Um, but if we're able to have the offense come out, even if they don't perform at the highest caliber, but it's consistent with the defense right. and the special teams reaches there, I think you can see a performance from a team that we've yet to experience right. this year. So right. even last um, year, I mean, I don't sure. think we had a full, complete game. And so, yeah. I mean, even in the Super Bowl, Mahomes got up to a slow start. So, yeah. Um, yeah, excited to see what happens. Ladies, what do you guys uh, think about this Raiders game? Yeah, so I feel like offensively, I'm ready for us to unleash the speed. So yeah. I'm looking forward to look uh, to watching Tyree Kill and yeah. uh, Nicole Harmon, you know, just kill it. So yeah. the Cheetah and the Jet, um, I'm go. really excited for that. You know, I feel like the Raiders typically pick up the speedy guys in the draft, so I'm hoping hoping they're a little envious of our um, talented receivers. Yeah, Ruggs, they try to... Yeah, I think, re- is he out? Rug, Ruggs and he, I Edwards. Think he might I think. be. He yeah. was last week, so... He definitely we'll had some injury concerns for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm excited it's going to be a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I would say defensively, um, Tyron Matthew and um, Juan Thornhill, they're playing like true all-pros already. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm expecting our defense to really dominate the Raiders this week. Make them throw some passes. Yeah, intercept them. You love to hear it. Ana, do you have any takes? Anything you're looking forward to specifically? I am looking forward to, we kind of touched on it, but I'm looking forward to seeing the offense come out and really pull together with the defense and Mm -hmm. see what we can do all together, uh, have a more complete game. And I do hope that they don't overlook this game for upcoming games. Um, Defensively, I'm excited to see Chris Jones get back. Yeah. I'm excited to see him back in the game. Zach Nation, and, baby. Yeah, yeah, and add him to what we've already been doing. So, yeah. Well, Frank Clark was getting double teamed, and he was still oh, yeah. getting to the quarterback. Oh, yeah. So you bring back an element like Chris Jones. I mean, only yeah. positive things can happen. I mean, Wharton played pretty well in his place, to be honest. True. Um, yeah. You know, that really shored up the, the rush D a little bit. Um, but I, I'm, I'm scared of Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to go off on us. But, you know, they can't run the ball all game to beat us. Yeah. Um, any other offensive or defensive players you're watching? 
No, uh, not anything specifically. I, I just want to see a full game, you know, and, and that's truly what I'm looking forward to. And, and obviously a blowout, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd <laughs> love to see it. Yeah. Take the soul from our uh, guest last right. week stated yeah. from the opposing team. So, um, Well, speaking of blowout, the Chiefs are 13-point favorites on the road. Um, so I think their average margin of victory has been like right around 11 or 12 points this year. Um, so kind of in line with that. We'll see if the line adjusts. But uh um, what are your score predictions for this week? Ooh. Yeah, so Raiders coming in 2-2. Two and two. Um, I think we have to throw the record out the window, though. I mean, they're our biggest division rival of the year, and mm -hmm. we're, we are expecting this to be a big game. Um, funny story, actually, we used to have season tickets growing up, and I was never allowed to go to the Raiders game because <laughs> of the intense rivalry and the crazy oh, yeah. fans. Trust me. So I feel that. like, yeah, I feel like I have this hate instilled in me for the Raiders um, from when I was, like, five years old. So um, I'm going to go 34-20 Chiefs. Uh, I don't, you know, no one's been able to put more than 20 up against the Chiefs. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to do it. Um, so, yeah, we might be close going into the fourth quarter, but I, I expect the Chiefs to take the win. All right. Yeah. All right. I was close on that, but I gave 38-24, uh, to 24, so I did put up over the 20 uh, against them. Like. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> sure, good deal. Um, 38 Chiefs, 17 Raiders. They're not okay. going to be able to even get past the 20-point. Gotcha. Uh, and then I think I think 34 was what I had, but I, I think 34 to 20. I don't know if someone said yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. Not. Okay, well, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll what are, I want to know what you're at right now because I know oh, you yeah, didn't have such a great week those. a couple so weeks ago. I, I am so bad at this for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm plus 67 overall. Yeah. Lucas, you're plus 56. Yeah. And the guests are plus 50. So y'all yeah. are in the lead. And so what we're going to do with yeah. you, we'll take the closest score. Uh, between the two of you and give you that so um yeah i don't know we'll uh, we'll see how that goes moving forward but um yeah i mean that does it for week five of talk and chop um if you're listening on youtube spotify apple music make sure to subscribe to catch our weekly episodes uh with some of kansas city's top execs and personalities ladies thank you so much for being with us Appreciate this you week guys. Uh, thank you was, thank you it was a lot of fun lot yeah of fun. it was really fun thanks for having us thanks yeah. for having us awesome of course uh we'll catch you all next week and as always go, go chiefs, chiefs.